Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. This is Richard Gearhart. And Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. At Passage to Profit, we're all about the creativity, energy, and excitement that comes from starting your own business. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yes, people just like our listeners. People who are excited about taking a leap of faith and starting their own business. With so many tools and opportunities, there's never been a better time to start your own project. Get inspired by listening to Passage to Profit right here on WOR 710. You'll get great advice from those who made the journey and get great tips and inspiration. Tonight, our guest speaker will be Arthur Wiley. Arthur is one of the hottest celebrity entrepreneur brands in the country with over $1 billion of assets, transactions, and deals managed under him since starting his first wealth management business out of his college dorm room. He's a book author, film producer, investor, international speaker, philanthropist, and serial entrepreneur. Welcome, Arthur. So great to have you here. Glad to be here. The name of your book is Only the Crazy and the Fearless Win Big. What is the craziest and the most fearless thing you ever did to make money? I think it came at when I was at UNC Charlotte when I made the decision, you know, not to look for a job right after college and to say, look, let's see what we can do now. And uh, I decided to use some of my friends that were my first clients and, and managing their money was just hopefully that they uh, believed in me enough, and they did, and we continued to go and grow. So you say in your book that you actually used credit cards to kind of get your initial cash to start making investments, right? Yes. It was kind of funny because what I would do is go to all of the different Chinese food places and had these credit card applications, and so I would go and, and fill out, you know, the different credit card applications that goes to that place. Then I'd go to another restaurant and fill out another one. Then I, I did all these uh, credit card applications until I got to a point where we had, I mean, close to about $100,000 in, uh, in credit cards. And so, you know, we made with Wise Stewart with those credit cards and was able to invest into our company. And so based on that, you were actually able to make more money than you owed, I guess, or at least cover the payments, right? So, Well, the good news is that we didn't use all of the credit line. It was just great to have the credit, you know, from there. So we never did live off, you know, those, you know, the credit cards, but it was good to have access to capital. And when you have money uh, and access to cash, that's when you want to go and ask for money. You don't want to ask for money when you need it. Nobody gives you money when you need it. That's for sure. <laughs> Always ask, ask it for when you when you don't need it. And that way, when you ever do need it, you have enough to, to go around. A lot of entrepreneurs kind of find it hard to get started. So what do you think is the first thing someone should do? You know, I wrote a, a book called Only the Crazy and Fearless Went Big because I get that question asked a lot. And I, I really looked at some of the top entrepreneurs and leaders over the past you know, 200 years, like, what really made these people great? What makes the great great, you know? And, you know, they all had these six things that they were really, really good at, you know? And I, I mean, I feature people from, like, Steve Jobs to, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg to General MacArthur. I mean, just going back in history. And they all did several things great, but they all started with this one thing, and they had to have a vision. And, you know, whenever you have a vision, um, you know, you really have to look at, um, you know, how do you – research how do you understand you know where you're going uh, you know all of them uh, once they um, had that vision they went on to looking at how do they plan it out you know what is that plan what is the things they're going to do in the short term what are they going to do in the midterm what are they going to do in the long term and after they map it out they don't just talk about it they actually write it down you know it's a written roadmap to your success it's not there's nothing that you can't revert back to or, or look at or you just you know take this written document and you, you put it in your drawer and it just disappears. You know, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck at. They say, well, you know, I got this vision or I got this idea, but it's like, okay, what's the idea? And they say, I'm going to do something about it. But if you don't see it, I mean, it's a thousand ideas that's going to come to you. So you have to figure out like, which one are you going to be serious about? Because you don't know which one it's going to do. Elizabeth, you told me earlier today, you said, well, Gosh, Arthur, you're in so many different businesses and so many different ventures. How do you go into that? Well, I look at it like this. I say, well, you know, if I'm really serious about something, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to look at it. Okay, is it sustainable? Okay, can I keep it sustainable? Can I repeat it? Is it scalable? And and that goes into that power plan. 
And then I think one of the most important thing after you even get past that power plan, now, okay, what's the execution piece of it? This is where a lot of entrepreneurs, where they get into this thing and they say, well, wow, I have these, these obstacles in front of me and man, what am I going to do? And, you know, when you have a, an, an execution plan, you don't let certain obstacles and certain things really like hold you back from, from where you're trying to go and what you need to do to get there. And as I looked at these different entrepreneurs, they all had obstacles. It wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to have this great vision. Oh, you know, man, this is a, you know, a good plan. And it's just going to go smooth. If entrepreneurship was like that, you know, we have a lot more successful people, you know, that's out there. But the ones that do it great, they're able to get through these obstacles. So, Arthur, what are some of the obstacles that you faced in your career, and what have you done to overcome them? How much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the top I, three. You know, yeah. All right. <laughs> Man, I mean, I mean, you could always look. I mean, there's obstacles that come daily. Man, sometimes being understaffed, sometimes having enough staff but not the right people. You know, you've never done that. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the right people. Underfunded, sometimes overfunded with maybe not the right plan. Overfunded. I haven't heard that one before, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I well, guess it's possible. Yeah, and, and what I mean by being overfunded, sometimes um, when you have the the cash and the capital to do things, you want to make sure that you, again you have the right people that don't look at just the funding. We've done projects before, and people looked at that we had the funding to do that. They were not as frugal as they should have been because they thought they had enough to do everything. And then they said, well, sometimes they let the money be a crutch. Right. They try to they yeah, try you, to buy their way through problems instead of knuckling down. That's correct. And you can't buy your way through problems. There's certain things you still have to use the basic business principles that are there. And so um, I think that, I mean, again, those are some of the, the top ones there, but there's there's a ton more. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say here, frugal is Richard's middle name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, when you're starting a business, when you're bootstrapping, uh, which is what we did with Gerhardt Law and our intellectual property firm. We, we, we didn't have any funding, and we had to just kind of take whatever we had and, and find ways to create leverage. And that leverage got us to the next level, and eventually we uh, grew into a pretty successful intellectual property practice. So mm-hmm. um, what's interesting, though, is I don't hear that much about bootstrapping anymore. Right. And that is really, I think, sometimes a really key concept when it comes to the entrepreneurial world. Going out and getting funding is one thing, but you always pay a price for the funding that you get because if somebody's got money into your company, they're going to want to know what's going on. And it's pretty rare that you get that money without strings attached. So with bootstrapping, you get to call your own shots, but then you also have to be very creative in how you get your business going. And Arthur's example with the credit cards, I think, is a great story because it showed quite a bit of uh, ingenuity and initiative, and he was able to get his business going without relying on other people. I love the idea of a vision. Like I have visions, and I have written them down and have been able to achieve them after writing them down and drawing pictures and looking at it every day, posting it. You know, But some of the people that we've had on the show have said, you have to identify your market first. You have to make sure people want to buy what you're selling and that there's really a need for it. So you might invent like a new kind of comb, but it only works in your particular hair and nobody else really wants it. So do you feel like that's part of the equation? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have probably all heard of a SWOT analysis, which is your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats And for for everyone that's listening. And you, you have to know what you're good at, okay? You know, what is it that that you have that competitive advantage of. Um, I think as far as with your, your weaknesses, you got to know what you're not good at. And also, um, how can you overcome those weaknesses to make them, you know, maybe not as weak as they should be, or at least to where you could be competitive. Know what your opportunities are. You don't want to end up trying to figure out how to, to make ice in Antarctica. I think they got enough probably ice makers, you know, that's out there. So, you know, it all depends. So we're here with Arthur Wiley. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on WOR 710, the voice of New York.
There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by Anonymous attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. So we're here with Arthur Wiley. And in the break, we asked the people who are here waiting to pitch their products, what would you like to ask Arthur? And we had a question about how Arthur got into real estate. Well, we got into real estate when my father got downsized from John Hancock. And, you know, one of the ways we wanted to have income continue to come in was that, you know, he started flipping houses. Uh, we didn't have a lot of people that could work or could actually pay to work, so I was the oldest male, and so I had to go and <laughs> and, and and get the sawdust in my lungs and 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 really get dirty. But I learned a lot. You know, you made the comment earlier, uh, Richard, about you know no one you know really does bootstrap, and it really was bootstrap at that time. Sure. I mean, we heard the bill collectors calling and things like that, and uh, and, and I don't think my sister was going to stop med school for me. So uh, you know. We did what we had to do. Um, and then from that, uh, you know, I really learned how to continue to take business, you know, to a, to a whole nother level. And especially when things go bad, okay, when things go bad. So anyway, got the, into the real estate from my father. And then from there, we went into the Only the Crazy and Fearless Win Big, which is, uh, was, was a great book that that came into play. But that started from the Omar Tyree catalog. The Omar Tyree catalog, everyone knows from Philly. He's a New York Times bestselling author. And I said, well, okay, if I can end up doing real estate property, let's see what we can do with the intellectual property. The intellectual property, that ended up doing very, very well. So then we end up going and doing a big deal with Lionsgate. So after we did our Lionsgate deal, they said, okay, all right, what's next? You know, we got a phone call from Jeffrey Reddick. Uh, he's the creator of Final Destination, the $650 million hit maker. I mean, he's just great. It's five films. All of them done over $110 million apiece. And he says, hey, what can we do now without maybe possibly utilizing all of the studio money? How can we end up making more money, control our own brands, and, and do other things? And so we took it from there. Then from, from that, people say, okay, well, you know, we'd like to hear more about your, how you did it. And so that's when Only the Craze and Fearless Win Big was born. And uh, we really kind of went from that step-by-step guide to where how people you know wanted to know because again people say well Arthur we see how successful you are and they always ask me this question I say well listen let me write a book about it let me figure out you know what we can do and so I, I think that it gives them that real uh, format of what they need to do from top to bottom to kind of get where they're going and so now we got the final wish that's that's dropping uh, February the eighth it's going to be in theaters but you also can get it online on on Amazon and and some of the other online streaming platforms. That is really an interesting story. So I do like what you said. You really have to kind of power through the bad times. What do you think people really need to look at with the bad times? How do they do that? Some people actually think that, you you know, you forget about the bad times. I like to think about them to to know where you come from, and it allows you to appreciate where you are, Um, and it continues to keep you focused on the things that you need to end up doing. I think uh, your, your past is sometimes can be your greatest asset to your future. Arthur, you are involved in so many things that require, obviously, a lot of energy. What drives you? What motivates you to keep trying to achieve? You know, I, I think it's just trying to be the best you can be. I, I mean, that's, that's always something that we can go and grow and get better at. I never thought I was going to write a book. So that was something I want to become a better writer. Um, you know, even as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking at other entrepreneurs like, oh, man, what are they doing? You know, what is Mark Zuckerberg doing? What is Sarah Blakely doing with Spanx? You know, like, what's the next level to doing the things that you need to do? What, what is Jay-Z doing? What's, who all these great entrepreneurs are, 
I think that we always look at each other as not only just, you know, competing with yourself, but also competing, you know, with others in a healthy way, you know, just to make each other better. You mentioned that mentors have been really important in your development. Can you talk about some of your favorite mentors? Yeah, I got a lot of them. A number one mentor would probably be my father. Just again, you know, his ability to work through things, especially when it, when it, when things get really tough and to be able to keep that mental fortitude to stay really you know, solid at it. But, you know, when it comes to other mentors that are out there, I grab from just about everybody. Like they say, you're still from the best. So some of the people that you know, and then also the people that you don't know, is, you know, you look at the example, you look at how they walk and they talk. The worst thing somebody could say to me, man, I never really even had any mentors and nobody ever really showed me how to do it. Man, they got Google now. <laughs> yeah, they got YouTube. They got all these great things that you can end up doing. I mean, you know what it is for people to be successful, and you look at what those people are doing. That's great because lots of times when we talk about mentors, I think of having a personal relationship with somebody who actually coaches you. Right. But there's different types of mentorship, and that is just looking at the people who are successful and emulating them and yeah. studying them. So that's really fantastic advice. So you've done a lot of different things. I'm just wondering if you have anything in mind right now. If somebody wanted to start something and they didn't have to invent it themselves or they might want to, what area would they go into? Like, Would you go into AI? Would you go into Internet of Things? Would you go back into communications? Where do you see opportunities? Things that you're passionate about and things that are innovative and really just game-changing things. To say to go into technology, well, you know, maybe technology may not be the best thing for you if you're not a technology type person, but there's so many other things that you can make money at. That sounds good to me. So, <laughs> so you start with the vision, and so you figure out what that is, and then you kind of work backwards and figure out how to do it. The whole six steps that I look at is just make sure you have a vision. You got to make sure you have a, a power plan. Make sure you execute that vision and make sure you know how to market it. You network and you know how to deal with the unknown. When you go through all those six things and those six steps, you're going to know if you got a great idea because again it's, it's really giving you a thought process and, and many people do not have really the fortitude to go through all that and so then you you're, you're going to test and see you know like really how how passionate are you because then you got to write your business plan part of that you know you got to go through that looking at when you do your strengths your weaknesses your opportunities and your threats you write your mission you're not going to do that a thousand times because all these people like all these great ideas okay but write a business plan about it after they write about four or five business plans, I think they'll stop. Probably after the first one, they'll figure out which one is that the things that they're most passionate about. So one of the steps you mentioned was networking, and in the book you say no nonsense networking. So what is no nonsense networking? Get to the point soon, and follow up. Those are the two major things that people, um, you know, do. If you got an idea about something, the pitch doesn't have to be, you know, for 10, 20 minutes. I mean, get to the point. This is the goals. This is what we're trying to achieve. And then how can I follow up with you about it? Do you actually invest in people's projects yourself? I saw you lead an entrepreneur group. We have GR Advisory Services, and we own um, and manage several brands. And some of those brands include things that are typically owned by the Arthur Wiley brand itself. So some kind of way it's loosely attached, but it's not where we wouldn't invest into other things. But typically it will end up complementing the Arthur Wiley brand and what are the things that we're doing. Like, for example, Only the Crazy and Fearless Went Big is the book, but we also have <laughs> the Crazy and Fearless clothing line. And the reason why that was done, you know, you, you guys deal with intellectual properties and that kind of thing. So I wouldn't say people were bootlegging, but I just was walking around. I seen T-shirts that said Crazy and Fearless, and I started seeing hats with Crazy and Fearless. And when I got back out the country, because I wrote uh, Only the Crazy and Fearless Went Big when I was in the Dominican Republic, and as I was flying back, I said, man, as soon as I land, I got to call the attorney. So I called Jeffrey Miles, and I was like, man, Jeff, we got to go ahead and trademark this thing, get it done. <laughs> and, and so we just recently launched, uh, we did a pre-launch in November, and actually for the NBA All-Star game, for, well, at least for All-Star Weekend, we're doing a major event, and we're going to be talking about the Crazy and Fearless brand and, uh, and getting it out there. And it's, it's doing pretty good. I mean, only in a matter of a month, we've had over 32,000 followers to add us on. So they're following the brand. But it's not just a brand. It's, it's really a lifestyle. I just feel that there wasn't a lot of resources for entrepreneurship as well as leadership, for, and especially for youth. And so that's what the Arthur Wiley Entrepreneurship and Leadership Fund is about, It's making sure that we provide those resources. Whenever we look at organizations 
people say, oh, man, I got this great idea, and I'm going to start up this foundation. Instead of really looking at other foundations that are already doing good jobs, how can we help them get to be better? And so we've earmarked a, a couple of great foundations that were already doing a great job. Like, for example, En-ROADS. Um, they had 27,000 students go through that program of just preparing them in leadership-type facilities and, and internships. And of those 27,000 students, they have a 90% placement rate with Fortune 500 companies. They're coming out of school, you know, not only with the tools, but they're, you know, making, you know, fifty dollars to $125,000 plus a year, you know, right out of school. And so it's just pretty amazing to see people like that, the Bob Marley Foundation, the Prince of Wales Foundation. So how do they get into that program that you're talking about where they make the six figures right out of school? They can go directly to my website, www.awelf.org, www.awelf.org. And they'll get, you know, information uh, from, they can also donate, there you can also see a lot of the different charitable organizations that we support. And, and it's really great. You know, for the All-Star Weekend, I happen to be teaming up with uh, NBA legend Dr. J. Julius Serving, who's going to be so gracious to come through and help, you know, raise money for this, this great cause. And, and we also get an opportunity to welcome the NBA to Charlotte, which is my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow, can I come? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. And you're listening to Passage to Profit. We'll be right back with Arthur after this commercial break. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we We have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Now we're at the pitch portion of our show. Each contestant will have a total of eight minutes to make their pitch. The first two minutes, they fly solo, and so for that time, describe their project and put it in the best possible light. The remaining time is for the Inquisition, where they'll be challenged by Richard, Elizabeth, and Arthur to describe their project in greater detail and convince the audience their project is the best. At the end of our program, our listeners will be directed to the Passage to Profit page on the Gearheart Law website, where our listeners can vote for the pitch they like best. Everyone can vote for a week, but everyone only gets to vote once. Everybody needs to get their networks, their friends to vote for them on the Gearheart Law website and on the Passage to Profit page. And you can remember the name by imagining yourself walking down a passage with a huge pot of gold at the end. Yeah, and made your passage be short and your profit be huge. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, check out the Passage to Profit meetup and pitch your idea to us. So we've made it into a virtual meetup, so we do it by phone now. You do have to be in New York to record the show, but you can sign up for a 15-minute audition phone call, and then we'll schedule you on if your pitch works for us. Now we're on to our first pitch by Audrey Davis Dunning, Get Your Goddess. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always happy to talk about Get Your Goddess. It is truly my love. It is a combination of my favorite two things, personal development and African dance. You see, Get Your Goddess is an organization that is committed to having every woman be the goddess that she is each and every day. And Get Your Goddess is an organization that has five foundational principles. And these principles are central to my curriculum because I'm an educator. I'm an educator by profession and I am an educator's educator. I have a master's from Cornell University with a focus on African-American studies. Hey, Black History Month. But my focus really was on education and educational reform. And this is why I believe in always looking at 
fun and interesting ways to reteach, relearn concepts to people. And in this instance, women in particular. So Get Your Goddess was born. Out of my experience as an educator, I've taught women, little kids, from after-school programs all the way up to the college age. And I'm finding that there's a central theme, a central conversation that's coming up again and again. And that underlying theme is a belief that they are not enough. So Get Your Goddess is committed to having women walk like, talk like, and be the goddess that they all are. All women are goddesses. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes, yes you yes. are. And I have, to, I have to say, I met Audrey through Lisa Askelis, who has different events for entrepreneurs. And I told Lisa at one point, I just love Audrey's face. Like, she's always happy. <laughs> she's always got this beautiful look on her face. And she always generates just positive vibes. So you really are living the goddess thing. I don't know how you do it every day. Every time I see you, you just are, like, glowing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And truly, it's because what I teach the goddess community is how I live. Those five principles I talk about, power. Claiming your power as a woman, your right to have the life that you want and not to apologize for it. And it's your right. It's your, it's your duty, actually. So the power principle. The second principle of Get Your Goddess is beauty. Embracing your masterpiece. I call each woman a masterpiece. You're a masterpiece. Your unique brand of beauty is what makes you you. So I do a whole curriculum around that. The third principle goes into my African dance movement. Movement. Movement is life. If somebody was to fall on the floor right now, the first thing people would be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, are they moving, right? Because movement is life. (laughs) So whether you're moving your goals and your agenda forward or simply moving your body, increasing your goddess energy through movement, my African dance is infused throughout my curriculum. Now, I'm not giving them full-fledged African dance, but every goddess movement, and there's a movement for every principle, is inspired by African dances that make me feel that particular uh, energy of that principle. So tell me about, your, there's a movement for every principle. Yeah. What does that mean? You have a specific move. Yeah. And how how and, does that work? Oh, f- well, first of all, you have to see it. When you come to a goddess event, a Get Your Goddess event is an experience. Picture, if you will, a room full of goddesses, because that's what I call all women. All women are goddesses. And as I'm going through the principles, the power principle, the mantra for that, I got power. They're not ready for me. I got power. They're not ready for me. And then there's a <laughs> movement that I teach, and you have to see them. But here's what you have to understand. They will text me throughout the day, throughout the weeks, Oh, my God, right before I went to my meeting, I went to the bathroom, I got in the corner, and I did, I got power. They're not ready for me. And then they walked in that meeting, and they did what they had to do. Because being a goddess is about moving powerfully in this world and getting what you want. Yeah. Getting what you want. Goddess style. I mean, we've, we've been to Lisa's uh, events lots of times, and she usually opens with a dance from Audrey. She'll come out from the back, and the music will be on, and Audrey will be moving and shaking and and the crowd goes wild. It's really brings a lot of energy to the room. So how do you plan to build your business? What is it that are your plans for the future? Well, the Get Your Goddess ride has been an amazing one. I started by doing live events and I've morphed into doing customized individual training. And at this point, I have three levels of training. My first level of training is called the Unapologetically Goddess training course right (laughs) that's where you really delve into the principles as the foundation and have it like really be a part of you boom next level glorious goddess that's where we start looking at your individual role as a goddess and what's your particular goddess flow what is your gift what is your gift the last training component is called goddess legacy what is your legacy and i talk about acting and being a goddess is not just you know light and fluff it really is your legacy because women we set the tone in the household the little goddesses the junior goddesses they are looking at us and we are sending very powerful messages by the way we describe our bodies our hair our face all of that so what is your goddess legacy Oh, my wife absolutely sets the tone in our house. <laughs> yes! Glad to hear that. <laughs> no, now, now I'm jealous for men right now. Okay, it's, you know, I'm like, okay, so, so, what do we need to do to to, to acquire some of these uh, these principles as well? 
well, the thing that is so beautiful, my husband is the prime example. My husband is such a huge supporter at every goddess event. The goddesses all know him, and he is now affectionately referred to as husband goddess. (laughs) It's the support. Yeah, husband goddess. He supports me in everything I do, not only in the business, but in our life. He treats me like a goddess. God bless him. And the men, the role for men really is to support all women and let them know. Sometimes you have to tap you and say, hey, you're a goddess. I have plenty of goddess swag that I sell at these live events. And I encourage the men, hey, if you go home with one of the things we sell is a purple rose that says you're a goddess. You present that to your woman, to your wife, to your girlfriend. Your life is going to change. (laughs) Your life is going to change. Let me ask you this, Audrey. Um, What are the profit centers? How does it generate cash or capital? My customized training is my highest ticket item right now, and that is doing very well. And what's interesting about the journey, when I first started, my vision was working pretty much with women, but what has really been garnering a lot of interest is my junior goddess training program. Because the women who encounter me, they say, you know what? I want my teenagers in here. And I've graduated junior goddesses who I'm so proud of. I'm so proud of them. And this message is really resonating for them because the social media pressure that they're feeling is really shaking them so, out of their so, goddess. So they're, well, you're charging for the training course. Yes, I'm charging for the training. So I get my income from the training program, my goddess swag. I sell goddess journals. Don't you talk to my goddess like that mugs. Remember, darling, you're a goddess mugs. All women are goddess mugs. And then oh, some of my best sellers are our goddess mirrors. I have our little handheld ones, and I have more elaborate ones because we do a lot of discussion about the mirror and the conversations we have with ourselves in the mirror. So get your goddess. That was wonderful, you know, and I wish I'd known you when my daughter was a teenager because ah. she would have loved it, you know. Oh, thank so, you. So the website is getyourgoddess.com. Just yes. like, spelled just like it sounds. Yes. And we are talking to Audrey Davis Dunning with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart and Arthur Wiley on WR710. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, Contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We're on to our second pitch this evening with John Carini from iEnterprises. John, you have two minutes. Go. Thanks, Richard. I'm John Carini. I'm a long-term entrepreneur that's focused on this customer relationship management market for more than 20 years with my bootstrapped company called iEnterprises. The product I'm here to talk about today is called iEnterprise CRM or iCRM. And it's an intelligent, award-winning, cloud-based solution that helps small businesses grow their revenue. And what could be more important than growing revenue? So if you have a small business or a startup, you probably have some problems with revenue. For instance, you're unable to track and predict sales. Perhaps you're having trouble retaining and servicing your existing customers. Hopefully you have some customers to retain and service, but if you do... You might have some trouble with that. Also, with respect to recurring revenue, like many software companies and other companies have recurring revenue, it's awfully hard to track recurring revenue, especially the renewal cycles and so on for recurring revenue. And if we look specifically at startups, many startups are so busy chasing investors, they forget about acquiring and retaining customers, which is probably the most important revenue source. So I believe ICRM, solves all these problems. It provides a central repository for companies so they can track and predict sales. It provides a customer database and a ticketing system to allow consistent and timely customer service. It even automatically and intelligently responds to customer inquiries with artificial intelligence. 
It provides an opportunity management system so sales teams can stay on top of and close more new business. It also provides a recurring revenue tracking system so SaaS and other recurring revenue companies can keep track of their renewals and subscriptions. Bottom line is ICRM helps your company grow revenue and growing revenue solves most problems for businesses. Hallelujah, I'll say. (laughs) As as opposed to all those that lose revenue. (laughs) How do you go, if you're a small, medium-sized business and you decide you don't want to go the Salesforce route or any of the other big CRMs out there, you want to go with iEnterprises, how does all this get set up? Yeah, so first of all, unlike Salesforce, it's very easy to use and to set up. You literally go to our website, which is www.iEnterprises.com, and you can sign up for free. It's actually free in perpetuity for two users or less, so you can even use it for free. And uh, if you go sign up, it'll be provisioned on the fly and available to you in the cloud pretty much immediately. How do you differentiate yourself from some of the other CRMs out there? I mean, there's so many of them out there, it's hard to choose. Why would one choose your company versus another? Yeah, so if you're a startup, uh, we're specifically focused at them and smaller businesses. Also, it's incredibly easy to use and it leverages artificial intelligence. For instance, you can even talk to Amazon Alexa and get things done. When you look at salesforce.com specifically, it's just not reasonably priced. They start you out at a reasonable price, but they bring you all the way up to maybe $200 a user receipt. It's very high. Uh, Our product, the full-blown version, which compares well with that, is $29.95 per user per month. So it's very reasonable. Wow. So is it on all all platforms, like from an app perspective, as well as on a computer? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We have an iOS app that works on the iPhone and the iPad, as well as an Android app for both phones and tablets. There's even a Mac app, which is very rare, where you can download it from the Mac app store as well. If I'm out networking and I have your CRM on my phone, can I just right there enter somebody's email in and it goes into the whole system and I get it set up at the networking event? Yeah, absolutely. So you can bring your iPhone or Android device to the event and just take care of it right then and there. It also has like an email plugin that if you authorize it to do so, it can read your emails and store the important ones inside the CRM without you doing a thing. It just happens magically. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) So as Arthur mentioned, though, there's a lot of uh, CRM systems out there. So what's your marketing plan? And I know you've been doing this for a while. Uh, I know you've been very successful with your product, but what's the next level for you? And and what is the plan to get there? So we're bootstrapped. So typically we can't be on radio shows. Oh, but we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we've had a lot of success through our partnerships. So we're partnered with and integrated with QuickBooks. We're partnered with and integrated with Atlassian. We have hooks into IBM, Gmail, and the Google apps, and we get a lot, a lot of uptake from that type of marketing. And we have excellent uh, SEO, and we get a lot of uh, organic leads, if you will. So that's how we market the product. And then also most recently, we got in the Amazon Alexa store because we have this Alexa thing you can talk to and and manage your CRM. Can the dog talk to it and order dog food? I know we saw that on the Super Bowl commercial ordering dog food, right? Yes. No, I do not. No, but you know what? I'll try that as soon as I get back to the office. Are you planning any enhancements? I mean, I guess the Alexa add-on is an enhancement. What are you looking at in the future? Yeah, so one thing about software is is when you have it, it's like a living, breathing thing, and you're always making it better. It just never ends. We're obviously working on the voice controls. We'd like to bring in a Siri component and uh, as well as a Google component through voice as well, but they haven't opened that up to uh, developers yet. As soon as they do, we're all over that. We just want to work a lot on the artificial intelligence and make it a lot easier for people to kind of automatically capture information and not have to manage the CRM, have the CRM kind of manage itself. So that that's really our goal. I guess uh, Alexa Commerce now is starting to become the latest and the greatest in terms of marketing, right? So people just ordering directly from Alexa there's opportunities for SEOing and getting your product and your brand preferred on Alexa. It's going to be a whole new chapter in internet commerce, right? Yeah, it sure is. I think that you know when you look at the mobile revolution, there's a voice revolution that we're having now. And the new way that we'll be accessing information went from a computer screen to a mobile app 
And I really believe the future what's, is voice. What's it, your biggest obstacle you think now? The biggest obstacle is that there's a lot of noise in the marketplace. And I know we have a superior product, but sometimes the competition will say, hey, we do that too, but they just don't do it as well. Especially the artificial intelligence features, I know the competition does not do as well. So how do we overcome that obstacle? We just have to keep on plugging away on shows like this and let people know how much better it is, get people to try it and experience it. And that's the way you'll know it really does do a lot for you automatically, more so than any of the others. And people can experience it for free. <clears throat> yes. Two users get to use it for free. So they can try it for a little bit. They can see how much better it is. Then they can make up their mind after that. Absolutely. And we'd love for users to go to iEnterprises.com and try it today. Thanks a lot, John, for joining us. This is your second time on Passage to Profit, and it's great to see you again. John Carini from iEnterprises, Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on WOR 710, the voice of New York. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney. Spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest, Arthur Wiley. We are to our third and final pitch, and this is a very cool product. It's a consumer product. Our pitcher is Walter Contaldi. My name is Walter Contaldi. I'm creator and owner of Halftime Razors. The Halftime Razor is designed as a head and body shaver. It consists of two six-blade cartridges along with our arched handle. Upstroke, downstroke, feel, all within your fingertips. So essentially, a stick razor is designed for shaving a face. Mm. Um, Gillette Dollar Shave Club, Big Harry's. That's pretty much what they're designed for. Me, I went bald at a very young age, so I started losing my hair. Shaving, it was just way too many wasted movements. So Whoa. with that, I went on my journey and started creating the Halftime Razor. Gets the job done in half the time. Upstroke, downstroke, feel all within your fingertips. Wow, it's like a, it's a, it's a double blade. I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the fastest shave, best shave you can get. So what we're looking at is... It's kind of a U shape, and you put the U over your finger. On either side of your finger is a set of blades, six blades on each side. Now, I used to shave with, like, two blades, and my daughter told me, no, nothing under five. Six is even better. And so you could just take it, and you can just run it along your skin, and it's really made for the head, but I think you could, I could do it on my legs, right? Yeah, so essentially it's a head and body shaver. So with a stick razor, it's just way too many wasted movements. My whole entire concept is to actually reduce the shaving time. So as you can imagine, shaving a leg, that's a lengthy process. It is. This would do that in half the time. The same exact thing as far as shaving a head. There's too many wasted movements to where now I can get my head shaved probably within under a minute. There's actually really good videos on my website, halftimerazors.com. We're actually selling product as we speak. How are you going to get to market? Like, what, what are you? Right now. How, well, how's it scalable? Right. Uh, the, yeah. the world. Okay. <laughs> it's Great. global. So yeah. uh, right now we're basically focusing on Facebook and video ads on Facebook because okay. the product is so visual, it has to be seen. Okay. So with that, I'm marketing as far as shaving my head and head shavers have gone nuts over it. Okay. Uh, multiple orders a day. I've actually sold worldwide. Germany, South Africa, China, what's Canada. Your, what's your uh, your distribution uh, methodology? Right now, it's out of my basement in Jersey. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. So you're so the fulfillment. You're you're handling. We're everything. doing it. It's me, wow. my wife, and our five kids. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Good reason to have a lot of kids. Oh yeah. 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 Put yeah. To, if yeah. you're an entrepreneur, put them to work. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So, so, but how much have you sold so far? My first year in sales, I got fifty-two thousand in sales. And that's been a full year? Or? That's a full year, but that's also with repeat customers without me trying to get them. So 
as far as the way we're selling right now, it's one unit for $9.99, free shipping right to your door. Two units for $14.99, shipped right to your door, free shipping. People, after they use it, they come back wow. on their own. I'm, I'm really so not doing it. So how long are you, have you been in business now? Just a little of actively selling over a year. Right. And I'm only going after head shaving at the current moment in time. I'm not able to actually test all the markets that are available for this. Right. I'm just shocked that I was able to create something, patent it, actually get it in hand, and now people are purchasing it online and actually coming back for more. Okay. And that's what I was going to say. It's so innovative. I've never seen anything like it before that you were able to get a U.S. utility patent on yes, it. Yes, I got a utility and a design patent on it. Um, and the whole entire process was amazing from going into meeting Richard to actually file for the patents to oh, wow. getting manufacturers. You know, I was able to find the proper manufacturers, people that are willing to work with me and actually I was able to create the company. So what are some of your plans now? You say you're, you're focusing really on just head shavers, but you can body shavers, but you've got some plans for expansion in the oh, future, right? Well, there's so many different things I'd be able to do, even as far as changing the business model. So obviously, I'm going to want subscriptions. Um, besides that, everything today is what else can you throw in the box? And with this product, there's so many other things I could throw in the box as far as shaving creams. A shaving company selling beard oil, you know, because it's not for... Shaving a face. There's there's so many different product lines I'd be able to go with this. So it's not just essentially this product. It's everything else along with it. You know, I go to a lot of celebrity golf tournaments, and this would be a, one of those things. We always get these big grab bags of mm -hmm. stuff, and it's always you're getting the same thing. You're always getting balls. Oh, yeah. You're always getting a hat. You're always getting these things. But nobody's ever given a body shave. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So essentially, at the end of the day, even though I'm selling shaving razors, it's the customer's really not getting a shaving razor. They're getting their time back. Mm -hmm. And it's the most valuable commodity on the planet. If it takes you 10 minutes to shave and I can cut that time down in half, now you got five minutes, you got five more minutes to spend of your time. And that's essentially what I'm giving back to the customer. Mm. Well, and also with the six blades, they don't get cut. No, well, with the six blades, it's a much smoother shave. Um, a lot of times with the product, there's a little bit of fear associated with it, but that just comes to not understanding it. So a backwards moving blade cannot cut you. It also uses a tilting motion. So this way only one blade contacts the skin at a time. So how many repeat orders do you think you've had? Do you know how many repeat customers? Right now I'm pulling about 30% repeat. Wow, that's great. And so that's without me trying to get them back. Once they use it, they, they come back on their own. Every part's a different learning. Uh, mm -hmm. aspect. So as far as the patent, I had to do a lot of research on learning that. As far as manufacturing, right now, I, I only have so much. So right who's, now, who's, I'm actually, who's manufacturing them? Right now, it's being manufactured in New Jersey. Okay. So yeah, right. the box and the handle, and I have a uh, blade supplier. And assembly and everything is done there? It's in all New Jersey? done right there. And in terms of next step for your business, what are you looking next, for? Next step, I mean, right now, I have proof of concept. I have sales. Uh, I'm going to have to start doing something as far as venture capitalists because even though I have a good idea I and I have you. proof, at the end of the day, I'm a utility worker. I, I don't introduce myself as, a, hey, I own a shaving company. Uh, I'm a utility worker. I got a wife. I got five kids. And there's only so much I know. Actually, you should. Introduce yourself like that when you're meeting people because, mm -hmm. you know, people won't know about us. You know, Omar Tyree, you know, he's a New York Times bestselling author, and, and we own the, the rights to that to the brand. And Omar, he, he sold over a million uh, sold books. I mean, it has grossed over, you know, $40 million with uh, Simon & Schuster. And he was like, he was literally, you know, selling books at all these different conventions and all these other places. And he says, Arthur, you know, when I go out there and I look at these new book authors and they're going out there and they, they're just there and they get their, this nice little uh, table and they stand, they just sit there. Mm. You know, he says, I always got out. I was very engaged. I already, you know, I talked about my product, just like how Audrey is. You know, about her product. I mean, you have to really get out there and get people engaged for them to know it. Because if you're not excited about your own product, there's no other reason why anybody else is going to be. Oh, I'm extremely excited yeah, about my yeah. product. Uh, as far as running a business, right. I don't know a lot about running a business. I'm, I'm winging it. There's so much that can be done. It's just a matter of skill set and obviously needing help. I think you probably have more skills than you give yourself credit for. Oh, most definitely. Because I'll tell you, it's hard to get to the point you've gotten, yes. you know? And, uh, but on the other hand, it's good to have a little support once in a while, too. Oh, yeah. But well, don't sell yourself short. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs start out, Walter, and uh, not a lot of them get to where you've gotten. And you're, well, I think you're, you're right on the edge oh, yeah. of taking off. Yeah, yeah. what I love I about it, you know, what I love about it is that he actually got past, the, again, where we talked about, you know, those, those steps. He got past the vision part and, and, you know, really put together a plan and he executed it. 
And now he's just at, at that point where how he wants to market and, and network with, you know, the right people. Yeah. And with me, I mean, that's hard to to find because I don't know where to go. Being near New York, there's so many tech startups and things like that. There's a lot of places to go to actually find entrepreneurship. But then again, having a wife and five kids, when do you have time to do that? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're doing all the packing out of your garage yourself, right? Yep. What is your website again where we can buy these? Halftimerazors.com. Halftimerazors.com. They're also on Amazon, but you have to pay for the shipping, so the price ends up about the same. So you're probably better off going to Walter's website, right? Yep. You're listening to Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guest, Arthur Wiley, on WOR 710, The Voice of New York. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. We've come to the end of our presentations this evening, and they were all fantastic, weren't they? They it really were. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Remember, everyone, to go to the Passage to Profit page at GearhartLaw.com, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W, and vote for your favorite project. So to summarize, we had Audrey Davis-Dunning with GetYourGoddess.com, John Carini, who pitched iEnterprises, ICRM, and then Walter Cantaldi, who pitched HalftimeRazors.com. So now Google the passage to profit and make your choice. Remember, you can only vote once, and you have until next Sunday at 8 p.m. to vote. This evening's pitch contestants will receive a Passage to Profit t-shirt, and the best overall vote-getter for the show for this week will receive an Amazon gift card valued at $25. (laughs) We're really trying to do better. (laughs) We need a GoFundMe campaign or something. So before we sign off, we'd like to thank everyone who participated today. You know, we were all really impressed with the pitches. They were amazing. Thanks again to our guest, Arthur Wiley. Do you have any final thoughts or words for our listeners? To all the crazy and fearless leaders and entrepreneurs out there, just make sure you keep that vision, the plan, you execute it, you market yourself, better than anybody on the planet. You network, you know, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Go for it. And what was your website again, if people want to find you? Well, they can go to crazyandfearless.com. Again, that's crazyandfearless.com. That's probably the easiest way to get to everything, as well as arthurwiley.com, and that way you can look at all the different companies that's out there. But we just launched the clothing line, so definitely go to the crazyandfearless.com. And if anyone wants to donate to the Arthur Wiley Entrepreneurship and Leadership Fund, Go to www.awelf.org. Great. We would like to thank you and all of our pitchers and our producer, Noah Fleischman, and our sound engineer, Rob Barretts, who really makes this sound good on the radio, and our media maven, Kenya Gibson, and the whole iHeart team. Don't forget to join us next week for another fabulous show and another fabulous round of pitches. And listeners, you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on iHeart Radio with Passage to Profit. WOR 710, the voice of New York.